0: Good morning, it's the third day of Hanukkah, and uh, we are going to study the fourth chapter of Harambam of Ilchot, uh, Tefillin, and Zab Sefer Torah. This chapter deals with the actual placing, putting of the Tefillin, the actual action the of the of Tefillin, so it's very, very relevant, it's very important. The most important difference between this chapter and what people do today is back in the day, and this is the way things are supposed to be, actually, People used to wear tefillin all day long. This wasn't something that we just do for tefillah or shaharit and then take it off. This was uh, something that particu- particularly Tamida Hahamim used to wear all day. And tefillin are designed to be worn all day, as we mentioned in last chapter. The the fact that tefillin shelyad back then were much flatter than we have today made it easier to wear it under the sleeve and to work. I heard once an explanation that the reason we wear tefillin on the left arm and on the right arm is practical is because we use the right arm during the day, and the left arm is the one that's more idle and where tefillin are going to be less um, impracticable. One more point before we begin about the symbolism of tefillin. Of course, as you remember, tefillin are made of leather, and we are putting them, we are placing them. Directly on the arm, on our skin, so it's skin on skin, or bead, or, and uh, which, and we tie, we tie it on our arms, really almost like merging this, this uh, little boxes with our own bodies, as we are going to see. Uh, the body needs to be clean and so on and so forth. Is the mitzvah that we are fulfilling with through our bodies, and in a way we are lending our bodies. To, by merging with these little boxes, we are lending our bodies to become depositories of the essence of what it means to be Jewish, of what it means to be, to, to be part of Am Israel. And we have three kinds of, of uh, boxes that also house our legacy. One is in the Bet Knesset, in the Hechal, where the Sefer Torah is. Then the next one is in each home, the Mezuzah, Uh, also merging with the the structure of the house itself makes the house become a depository for the what's written in the mezuzah and finally the individual with our bodies in our bodies by tying something of skin on our skin and merging with it uh, we ourselves become depositories to the tefillin where are the tefillin placed? The ones of the head, we put them on the skull. Uh, the, it's a specific part of the, of the skull. It's uh, where the prefrontal cortex is, which is the end of the hairline um, the, on, on the front of, of the head. But this is the same area where, in babies, the skull is not yet solid. That's the area where the Teflin should be. And in terms of latitude, of where to place it uh, right to left on, on the head, is exactly in the middle so that it ends up being aligned with a center that is created between both eyes. The nut of the Teflin, the one in the back, should be... Um, where where the neck begins, where the skull ends, through gullet, where the skull ends. On the arm, we should put it on the biceps. Kiborit is a bicep. It's the it's the it's the flesh that is a little more. Um, it it uh, it's a it's a little bigger. It's more inflated between the the elbow. And, and the shoulder In a way that when a person puts the arm against the body then the box of Tefillin is going to be aligned with the heart and this is what the Pasuk says that you shall place these things in other words the things that we write in the Tefillin on or uh, alongside your heart. Um, one more point about this. Uh, we know today, and the Torah knew it always, being written by our creator, that the prefrontal cortex is really the, the command center of, uh, it's a thought center of the humans. Uh, it's where all the advanced thought occurs. It's uh, the one area in which we differ from every other creature and uh, that's where we place the feeling of the mind and the ones and the other ones on the on the heart. So basically we have here, uh, we are symbolizing two places. One is uh, the nefesh and the other one is the lev. Rabbi Eliyahu ben Amozeg makes that point that uvchol is parallel to uh, the tefillin shel roshon shel a person who places Tefillin Yad on the actual hand or um, the one of the head on the on 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 one's um, um on on the metzah I'm blanking on the word in English um this is a heresy to put it actually. On, uh, on those places where, where, where some people like the Karraim uh, might want to interpret the Torah differently than what Hachamim understand it to mean. Making a tefillin that is not square like we defined it in the last chapter, but rather it's round or spherical like a nut. This is not a misva. Um, however, it doesn't, Rambam didn't go as far as to say that it is derech uh, minut. A person who is a lefty should put should place the tefillin on his right, which is to him like the left hand. If the person was ambidextrous, then he should place it on his left hand arm. Because this is uh, generally, in the general population, this is the, the, the arm that, that is weaker and where we actually place the tefillin, uh, both in on the on the head and on the arm is something that comes through tradition so it's not necessarily that that's the only interpretation that one could have for ainecha or but have a tradition that this is the way to do it. These two misvot are independent. The one of the arm does not impede, in other words, not fulfilling the tefillin of the arm is not an impediment, an impediment to not fulfilling the, the tefillin of the rosh and vice versa. Um, one is to itself and one is to itself. In other words, if one has only one tefilin, either of the head or of the arm, he should place either the, the one that he has. Um, because they are two separate misvot. What berachot would there be? on the one of the head, the misfa should be al misfot, the, the Beracha should be al The And on the arm, one should say the beracha of tefillin. When do we say that there is two separate perechot? when a person is only placing one of them? For example, if a person has no arm, God forbid, or if he has a cast on, on the arm, on the full arm, or one of the two to feeling got lost, either the head or the arm, then uh, he should place the other one. But if a person is placing both of them, you should say one to cover both, which is the one for the arm, and then he proceeds to place the one of on the arm, then he goes to the one of the head. And on the way out, when removing the tefillin, the order is reversed. First remove the one of the arm, uh, of, the, of the head, I'm sorry, and then the one of the arm. A person who blessed and then placed the one on the arm, is forbidden to speak, to talk. Even to respond hello to his master, to his teacher, is forbidden until such time as he has placed the one of the head as well, not to separate between the two misvot. And if he spoke, then first of all, first and foremost, he did something that wasn't appropriate. And furthermore, he needs to also now uh, bless the second blessing for the one of the head. And only then place the one of the head. Each and every time a person puts them anew, he needs to say a new It's not that one barachai is good for the entire day very important rule Uh, all the mitzvot in the torah have to a person needs to say beracha before proceeding to to do them not after Uh, the the modern practice which is not according to halacha, has introduced a few exceptions to that rule everyone agrees on the rule some people uh, introduce a few exceptions uh, but according to Harambam, there is no exception to that. So, for example, netilat yadaim, one should say Berachah and then wash their hands, and so on and so forth. And therefore, the right moment to bless for the tefilin of the arm is after placing them, just placing them on the bicep before actually tying the strap around, because that's the mitzvah of lehaniyah which means to deposit permanently in a in a way that will remain there. Keshaholet אדם תפילות has בקלי, לא של יד מילמתה ושל ראש מילמהלה. מפנеш שבעשאש ורוצל לו לفشנם של ראש תחילה, ו Đăngשאש המניה של יד, ל Finch אין לفشנם של ראש קודם של יד, ואסור לאדם להаниף בicepsו ולאבור בימננו למצבה אלא when a person removes a tefillin, he should not place the one of the of the head above the one of the arm inside the bag of tefillin or whatever other uh, place where container which where they are being kept. Because then what's going to happen is is going to the first thing that his hand in, encounters when he co- puts it inside the container to remove a tefillin is the one of the head, which is not the first one. And we always want to do the misvot as they come. We don't want to encounter a mitzvah, which we do not do. So a person, if he removes first the one of the head, he's encountering the mitzvah of the head, which is a separate mitzvah, and then leaving it aside, neglecting it, and then going in order to do it in the right order, going for the one of the arm. And that's not appropriate. Lefichach, therefore. Always one must place the one of the, of the arm on top so that that's the first one that is found and he does them in order any container that was uh, was set aside for the purpose of containing the tefillin it's become also kodesh and it's forbidden to use it for any other purpose uh, it's something where you keep uh, the tefillin the tefillin bag if a person put it aside but never used it, or he used it but never put it aside for that purpose, for example, if someone uses a, a plastic bag one time to put the tefillin inside, it did not acquire this kadusha, this holiness. Uh, this special status. And it remains in the status it had before it was used for tefillin. It's forbidden to keep the tefillin by hanging them uh, from anywhere. Like if you have a a nail on on a wall, it's forbidden to uh, store the tefillin by hanging them from there. Um, However, you may hang the bag in which the tefillin are. The Tefillin are a, mis- a daily mitzvah, a mitzvah that applies only during the day and not at night. Because it says in one of the four parashiot of the Tefillin, you will keep this mitzvah. Uh, Miyamim means f- from day to day, forever, every single day, um, which Chachamim uh, interpret to mean, which means only during the day to the exclusion of the evenings. the, that the Torah is talking about this, this uh, tradition is the practice of putting the tefillin. So too, Shabbat and Yom Tov are not a moment, are not time in which we put tefillin. Because the Torah calls that tefillin an ot, a sign, a symbol. In the Shabbat and Yom Tov, they themselves are symbols. They themselves are signs, and uh, we we don't uh, sort of mix these two signs together. And from when? What's the beginning of the day for purposes of putting the fill in? This is not the same beginning of the day for other contexts, for example, for saying the Shema, or for example, for praying Tefillah, uh, Amidah, but rather it's a very specific uh, criteria, which is from the time on the day in which you can see your friend about uh, six feet away from you and recognize him. Until sunset. Um, I think that there may be some meaning to, again, uh, the the time of Tefillin having to do with an encounter between you and your friend. As we said before, also the order of the Parashiot is so that your friend that's coming to you can see them in the right order from from, uh, right to left. What happens now? We know it's not the nighttime, it's not time for tefillin. What happens if someone is coming on the way and is wearing tefillin on his head? That's uh, as we're going to see later, those are the main tefillin, the ones on the head. And suddenly the sun is setting. A person should put their, uh, their his hand on top of them until arriving home and then remove them. Um, This uh, implies that one of two things, either that the person was not able for whatever reason to remove them in public on the way home, or number two, which might also be a possibility that it's desirable to remove them inside the home. Uh, I'm sorry, I skipped I skipped A person who uh, places tefillin before sunset, Alav, and then sunset arrived and the tefillin are still on his head. Even if they remain all night long, it's fine. However, we don't teach this publicly. Rather, the public uh, line the public policy that the, the the rule when we teach it to the public is that night is not for tefillin. Rather, a person must remove them from the moment that the sun sets. But if a person purposely, deliberately uh, puts tefillin after sunset, overbelav then that is a, a negative commandment, a negative prescription that's being violated uh, because it says, <laughs> this is one of those rare occasions in which an affirmative s- sentence gives rise to a negative precept. It says, you shall keep this misva from day to day and a person is doing it at night uh, against this, uh, this prescription. If a person was coming on the way and then the sun is setting, then uh, instead of removing them in public, again, it's not a problem to have them on you, but it is a problem to, to to say to the public that you may do so because it's confusing. Therefore, a person should cover the Tefillin while he's in public until he arrives home and then remove them. Likewise, if he was sitting in the bet midrash and, uh, and the tefillin and the tefillin, uh, are on his head, and uh, and Shabbat arrived, it's Friday afternoon, and then Shabbat arrived, and Shabbat is not a time for tefillin. He should also place his hand on them until he arrives home. Uh, very interesting, a couple of things about this. Number one, it's not mukse. Number two. It's not considered to carry, to transport, which is forbidden on Shabbat when you're wearing the tefillin and taking them from place to place. However, if he finds any other, any other um, uh, residence closer to where he is, where he can keep the tefillin, he should do that rather than coming home. However, if he wants to keep the tefillin safe and he wants to keep them beyond Shekhyatah Hama, beyond the entering of Shabbat, to keep them on himself for the purpose of keeping them safe, that is fine. Uh, the rule for who is Hayav, who is the one who is obligated on this misva, is whoever is obligated on Shema and we said nashim vaavadim muktanim petulin is also obligated on tefillin katan sheyodea lishmot tefillin aviv lokach lotefillin kede shelanacho ba misvot a minor who is capable who knows how to take care how to preserve how to keep safe his tefillin his father should get him one for educational purposes hole me'ayim vechol she'eno yakhol lishmot nikava vela besaar petulin tefillin uh, people who have some intestinal problems, digestive problems, and anyone else who is not able to uh, to hold back his, uh, the, the, his, urge, his urge to go to the bathroom, is exempt from tefillin. However, impure people, uh, being impure is not an impediment for tefillin, even impure people, someone who touched that body, someone who had an impure emission from the body, etc., is uh, obligated to use tefillin, just like a person who is tahor. Mista'er, yoshevet alav, a person who, at that moment, is preoccupied with something else, is uh, being bothered by something. And we have this same concept in sukkah. But someone who is suffering for whatever reason, is going through pain, is going through a, a great discomfort, or a person whose mind is not is not clear and he's not he's not fully there. For example, a person whose mind is not clear, Hachamim used to say, whoever came from traveling the first three days after arriving, a person does not have Yisshuva dat. Such people are Peturim in They are exempt from Tefillin. because a person who puts Tefillin. One of the points of putting the tefillin is you must at all times and be aware that you are wearing them. Kohanim bishatavod avodah olvim bishashr amrim shir aladukhan. In Israel bishat ma'amadam b'mikdash peturin minatefillah uminatefillin. The Kohanim Levi men Israel each when it's their turn to uh, be of service in the Beit Hamikdash, uh, we are going to learn about those b'raizat Hashem. In later books, when each of these uh, things is true, while they're in Betamikdash, uh, are Peturim from Tefillah and from Tefillin. There might be something deep in here about the role of the Tefillin um, and what it comes to signify. Uh, a person must at all times uh, touch his Tefillin. Um, make himself aware that he's wearing them so that he does not distract himself from their presence. And he must remember their sanctity, their distinction is even greater than the one of the sis. Sis was the crown that the Kohen Gadol wore that had inscribed in it the name of God. And it was one of the holiest things in the Bet HaMikdash, uh, that afforded kapara to the Kohanim. Hasis mechaper. Um, so the Kedushav of tefillin is even greater than that. She has Sheasis emboi l'ashem ha'adah. Sheasis only had the name of God engraved once. The El when the tefillin, yesh behind ehad shem shel yod hebe shel roshuk motam shel yad. These have twenty-one names like this on the ones of the uh, on the tefillin of the head, and twenty-one just like those on the 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 arm. So it's uh, as if it were forty-two times whole year. Tetvav. The filin must they require a a clean body. The body needs to be clean. She is a hair She does men A person must be careful not to have any flatulence while he's wearing them. Uh, sorry, I'm going to put the comma here. Therefore, it's forbidden to sleep with them. So why is it forbidden to sleep with the Tefillin? For the sole reason that while the person is asleep, he's not uh, in control over his uh, digestive system. And there could be some uh, accidental flatulence, which is disrespectful to the Tefillin. And also just taking a short nap is forbidden unless uh, the person makes takes care to cover the tefillin, like putting something wrapping them with something while he's wearing them and taking this nap and he's not sleeping with a, a woman then he can have a short nap say how should he sleep he should uh, take this nap sitting down putting his head behind his uh, in between his knees. If the tefillin were only on his arm, he didn't have the ones of uh, of the of the head. Or alternatively, if he had stored the tefillin on his arm, and apparently this is what people used to do to transport transport the tefillin when you were not wearing them. So imagine you take the tefillin of Shabbos and you wrap those around your arm. As a means of transportation, that then is per- permissible to sleep even uh, a full uh, deep sleep. Then, <inaudible> and is forbidden to eat wearing the tefillin unless it's a very transient, very light kind of eating. <inaudible> However, if a person is coming to a fixed, a sit down meal, he should remove them first put them on the table until he washes his hands. after washing the hands for for the he places them back again. And it would be actually appropriate and desirable for the person to be wearing them when he's saying the for the food. what happens when a person is wearing tefillin and he needs to go to the bathroom? he shouldn't leave them just laying there lying there in in the public area in any hole that he finds because someone might steal them what should he do rather even if all he needs to do is urinate he should remove them before reaching six Feet from the the area in which he is going to relieve himself and then he wraps them as you would wrap a Sefer Torah inside your clothes so you use your own clothes as a wrapper for the tefillin use your right arm to hold them wrapped in your clothes against your chest one must watch out be careful that that the straps themselves don't come out from this uh from this um makeshift covering wrapping more than one tefah worth one uh, um uh, about six inches worth I think it's six inches but you can check yourself um it's uh, it's it's a palm width And then holding them that way goes to the bathroom and does what he needs to do and on the way out he first needs to uh, go as far as six feet from the place in which he did what he did and then he places the tefillin again and where are we saying this in a in a an actual bathroom where uh, there is a place a urinal designed so that when a person urinates there it doesn't uh, it, the, the, the the urine doesn't fall everywhere, it's designed so it, it takes everything. But any other place where people just urinate and and uh, there may be some uh, drops of urine that, uh, that that go everywhere. Then this makeshift wrapping through with your clothes is not enough and uh, someone else should watch the Tefillin while the person is going inside. And he's is saying one more thing, and the 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 way of urinating should be even in a fixed bed in a fixed bathroom should be sitting down in sitting down position, uh, so that uh, again it doesn't sprinkle uh, everywhere and uh, um, ricochet everywhere. but if the surface on which the urine is falling was uh, a soil that's, that's, uh, that's moist, then this absorbs everything, then a person might even stand. If a person was, uh, if the surface was hard, a hard surface, then uh, one must watch the angles and do it in an angle so that it doesn't uh, ricochet back if a person was wearing tefillin and it was almost sunset and he needs to go to the bathroom and there is not enough time to then put them back. Then he shouldn't do this wrapping technique inside his own clothes because he's removing them now for the day. Anyways, even if it's to urinate and even if it's in a fixed bathroom, Rather, what should he do He has to remove them and put them inside their uh, receptacle or container if that container was as large as a tefah, which makes it a container in and of itself, or in a container that's not their container, because then it doesn't have kedusha, even if it doesn't have a tefah worth of an area. And then he holds his container in his hand and he enters and does what he needs to do. Also, the same, if he needs to do so at night, the same thing applies. If a person forgot and went inside the bathroom wearing tefillin, then he should cover them What he's doing what he's doing until he finishes the first... Uh, let's call it the first stage of of whether um, defecating or or urinating whatever he's doing, and then he removes them. Then he comes back and finishes what he had started because if someone stops himself at the first stage of uh, of the excretion, whether it's the the number one or number two to to be colloquial,. This, Araman believed is very dangerous, brings about very terrible sicknesses. If a person forgot that he's wearing tefillin and he actually had intimate relations while wearing them, then he should not touch them until he first washes his hands because the hands are, askaniot means that a person is not can never be fully in control of what the hands touch or where the hands are, which is why we constantly do natilatiadaim um, to, to, to uh, take into account the possibility that our hands might have touched something tame. adam omdim levushim, in the bathhouse, the area in which everyone is in the bath, bathhouse but dressed, in other words, before the locker rooms, then it's permissible to put the fill in there. A place in which some people are naked, some people are dressed, then he doesn't have to take them off, but he shouldn't put them there deliberately to begin with. And a place in which everyone is naked, in other words, the bathhouse itself, the sauna or and so on, he should definitely remove his tefillin. And of course, we don't even have to mention that he shouldn't even... He shouldn't to begin with place them inside there. Kafgimal. the person may not walk in the in the Bet qualities in the in the uh, cemetery while wearing tefillin on his head, la even uh, within four mod within six feet from a tombstone tombstone or a a dead body, he must remove his tefillin Uh, until he is at least six feet away. Also, a person may not wear tefillin until he is sure that he is not naked. A person who is carrying something on his head, like people used to carry and still do in some third world countries, they used to carry things on their head. what happens? Can you carry something while wearing tefillin on you? No, uh, you must remove the tefillin so you're not carrying both things at the same time. mitpahat asur l'aniach <laughs> al harosh tefillin, aval al tefillav It's even forbidden to put a mitpahat, I will translate colloquially to today, to wear a hoodie while having tefillin, but it's permissible to use a mitznefet, which is a more respectable kind of head covering, um, on top of the Tefillin. Kafdalit, Bayit Tefillin Sefer Torah a house that contains within it a Sefer Torah or a Tefillin asul lehshamesh mitatoi is forbidden to have intimate relations within that bait. and bait, by the way, is not house, it's a room, inside that room until he takes them from there or if he places them in a, a some kind of a container could be a bag. And that container then in turn is put inside another container that is not a container specifically uh, set apart for the purpose of, of containing tefillin. However, if the second container is also meant for them, like some people have a plastic wrapper around their koracha. that second one, because it's meant for the tefillin, it's as the first one and if a person uh, does this of putting them in a container that's in within another container then it's permissible to even keep them under uh, one's own pillow to, to to keep them safe even if he's uh, with his wife on the same bed Kedushat tefillin, Kedusha Gedolahi, Shekul z'man sheh Tafilin ala shor shiladam wa The Kedusha of tefillin, the distinction of tefillin, the sanctity and holiness, is very great because as long as a person has them on his head and on his arm, Hu'anaf he gets automatically in the right mindset of humility and, and having awareness of God. V'no nimshach b'shok it also keeps the person from engaging in um, in, in silliness and in very uh, banal kind of conversation. He also doesn't have uh, bad, in, in, improper, inappropriate thoughts. Rather, this directs the person to think, to focus on things that are true and and correct. Therefore, a person must watch that they be on him all day long. This is desirable uh, that a person wears feeling all day long. Because that's what they were meant to be. They said about Rav, who was the student of Rabbi Akadosh, Rambam felt the need to remind us here who Rav was. Uh, but this is also because that's what uh, um, um, he he says it in other places Um, That In his life, in Rav's lifetime, uh, people never saw him walking for a significant space which is six feet or more without speaking the Torah or wearing a talet or wearing a tefillin Although it's a mitzvah to wear it all day during the tefillah, during the Shemona Esre is the most important part. Hachamim said Hachamim Shema tefillin, Whoever reads keriyat Shema without wearing tefillin, the keriyat Shema being the the, the 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 part of the Torah from which we know we have to wear tefillin, It's As if he's uh, rendering a false testimony. Because he's saying you should wear tefillin and he's not wearing them. And the Shema is a testimony of sorts. And whoever does not put tefillin, uh, he's uh, not fulfilling, he's failing to fulfill eight misvot ase, eight affirmative precepts. Because we have four parashiyot. Four passages in which uh, each of the misvot of Rosh and Yad are uh, prescribed, therefore, that makes it eight times. The whole haragil, but and whoever does have, is careful on wearing tefillin at all times, the Torah says that um, that, that person is going to lengthen his days. As the Pasuk says, Adonai alehem God being. On them, they shall live. In other words, someone who has God on them in the form of wearing tefillin that contains the name of God is going to live, is going to have a long and lengthy life. Now, Hashem may uh, we be inspired to wear tefillin as much as we can, even if it's not the whole day. It's definitely appropriate to do so while learning Torah. Uh, a lot of people do it while praying bin ha, um and so on and so forth. With this, we finish the fourth chapter. And Ba'azat Hashem, will do chapters 5 and 6 on Sunday. Shabbat Shalom and Hanukkah Sameach.